Yesterday we were should have played the cars going into our guest. <laughs> Come have. on, man. We should have. Yesterday we were talking about electric cars and the announcement that Dodge is going all electric by 2024. So we brought an expert on. John Clore has been on the show before. He's the founder of CarsInContext.com. He has his own YouTube channel, and he's what you call a car expert. Hi, John. Hi, Hello, John. John. Hey, good morning, Torque and Elliot, man. It's great to be with you guys. Yeah. Now, yesterday we were discussing on the heels of that Dodge announcement, so let me begin there. Is 2024 or even 25 a bit too soon to be talking about all electric? Well, not for the automakers. I mean, not just Dodge and you know, Stellantis, but Ford has also made a commitment, and they're bringing all these new models in by 2024. And GM, if you'll see the headlines also about them, they've committed to an all-electric future. Uh, and also by 2024, bringing all these new models. So by 2024, we're going to have a lot more choices. Now, does that mean everybody and their brother is going to go out and grab one? Well, you know, at least right now, uh, it's still a free country. Uh, at least that's a rumor. And <laughs> until, until people decide that's what they want to do, then it's going to be, you know, really a matter of what does the market want? And Unfortunately, that's not going to be the way it was back in the day when we had the choice between wagons and horses and cars, because back then the government wasn't involved in making that decision for us. But today, the, the entire electric car industry is a political football, and it's been, um, you know, the, the climate people have grabbed onto it. So, mm-hmm. and now you're going to be, it's not going to be just a matter of, well, I don't want to do it. It's going to be, well, you may not be able to keep your gas car because there's a war on oil, and it looks like, uh, your choices are going to be limited. So I, it personally, 2024, you'll have some choices. Uh, I don't expect to see it happen overnight, no. You know, I wanted to ask you about the political side of it, and I think I, I read something yesterday by 2025, 15% of all new sales will be electric. But, uh, you know, the current administration said we want all electric cars sold by 2035. But realistically, John, in 12 years, let's say that's the case and the government forces us, how can you get gas stations to change what they do? Uh, You know, public, you know, cop cars, trucks, uh, I mean, everything out there going to electric. I just, yeah, 15 years or 13 years is a long time from now, but I, I just can't see us transforming the country in that amount of time. Well, you know, do you want to say 10, 12, 13 years is a long time? You know, about 13 years ago, uh, I thought, uh, you know, everything was going to be great and we'll just continue to have a lot of fun in our lives. And then the last 10 years, things have changed a lot. So don't expect, here's the thing. Today, the average car is kept about 12 years. People are keeping their cars about 12 years. 100,000 miles is nothing. I got right. a quarter of a million miles on my pickup, and I don't want to get rid of it because it doesn't have all that electronics on it, and I, love, I still like it. But when gas becomes insane, you know, five, six, seven dollars a gallon, and they come right. out a lot, then you know, you have to make some hard decisions. So, in ten, twelve years, uh, yeah, the, I, I don't think the government's going to allow us to to have that choice, and that's the difference. I think right now, look, guys, you know, here's the here's the story. It, back in nineteen ten, here in Detroit. On Woodward Avenue, Clara Ford drove around in an electric car called the Detroit Electric. She actually drove that car on Woodward. And that's the, the wife of Henry Ford. Of course, he knew Thomas Edison, and they were good buddies. But this, the point was, the reason why she didn't, we didn't continue to drive electric cars over 100 years ago were two things you'd never think would crop up. Uh, it was charging times and range anxiety. Oh, that'll get <laughs> solved in 100 years, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> Good <laughs> so point. So true. That is yeah, a, John, that's, still the, that's still the problem, guys. Yeah, John people Clark. Don't, you know, I'm sorry. People don't want to go you know, in their car and say, geez, I'm not going to make it because I didn't charge last night. And the other thing is, let's face it, I mean, the, the battery issue is not has not changed in over 100 years. No matter if they're made out of lithium that are mined by Chinese kids and slaves or if it's just lead acid. We have still an issue. So unless the technology changes, I want to hang on to my truck, buddies. Yeah, yeah. carsincontext.com is the website. Yeah, when you look at the – I sent the boys yesterday that General Motors video that uh, Factory Zero – it's an American, their new uh, factory. It's like 5 million square feet, state-of-the-art, of course, technology. And the cost of the vehicles that are going to be coming off that line, the average American's not going to be able to spend 60, 86. The new Hummer's $112,000. People aren't going to be able to pay that. Do you see that price falling, much like technology and computers and televisions? Will that happen in the automotive industry? Because nobody's going to pay that. Yeah, it, you're, we're gonna, it's going to require a, a steep uh, change in the technology to, right now the battery packs are 600 pounds, um, and, you know, there's, that's a lot of laptop batteries, boys. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. here's the issue. It, it's not just that. So $100,000 cars, who can afford that? I mean, in, in, in poor communities that can, can't even afford electricity, uh, let alone expensive cars, uh, that's going to be an issue. You know, right now the cars uh, that we're seeing today are the most expensive in history, and the used car prices are even higher. So we could turn back to where we were 100 years ago, where only the elite got to drive, and the, the average person until Henry Ford make a Model T for 500 bucks, nobody could afford it, and that might be what we're going back to. But my my issues are more the infrastructure. I don't know about you guys, but. Can you imagine coming home from work in your electric car and in the summer when it's 90 and all the air conditioners running and then a half a million people plug their cars in all at once? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah so not true. watching TV that night, you know. My son lives in a, in a, in a house with three of his uh, roommates, and they have one outdoor plug. So uh, here's the issue. So we come home and they say, okay, who doesn't go to work tomorrow? Because uh, one guy gets to charge up. Not everybody has access to... A recharging and the recharging station is the issue. They're they're not you know they're not as many as there are the fuel stations. Even the government and and their build back better both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they, they say they're going to put out these charging stations, but you put in two or three charging stations all over the country, and you still you can you imagine you can't even get a pump at Lowe's when you're uh, you know going across you go across yeah. the country or you you can't get a pump anywhere. Can you imagine sitting there for two hours or an hour and a half, even thirty minutes on a quick charge trying to charge? Uh, there's a lot of issues, guys. So, yeah, they can talk a good game, and they want everybody to switch, but it's not for everybody. Yeah, John, so where it stands right now, how long would it take to charge a car? And when it comes to electric cars, what's the best value when it comes to performance and cost? Well, right now, I mean, if you can get an electric car with more than two seats, um, you know, that's the that's the, the key. You want something that just not – the sedans are the cheapest, but, you know, the – now the the Mach E has got four seats and a hatch, and so you'll see more of the the SUV styles. And you've got to keep that price around fifty thousand dollars. If it's if it's a hundred grand, it's just it's getting out of reach. Uh, that's the problem. I mean, so the initial investment is steep. And by the way, electricity isn't free. You know, in Germany, when they went all wind and solar, and they're pushing electric, the average retail uh, the average household went up three hundred percent their electric bill. So it's not going to stay uh, electricity isn't going to stay cheap, especially if we ban 
oil and natural gas, and we're, we're doing everything by wind and solar. That's way more expensive. Recharge points are going to be a problem. Uh, the re- recharge time, if you go a quick charge for like 40 bucks, uh, that's 30 minutes at least. Wow. And uh, you might be there, if you do the standard charge, you could be there over an hour. So can you imagine going 200 miles, you, you're stopping at the travel stop, and you've got to sit there for an hour? Man, you know... I, the only time I'm in a rest stop for an hour is if I had a burrito for lunch. Right? <laughs> how? How? Would, you and I both, John. How, yeah, yeah, Torgus especially. So, how would like an Elon Musk uh, explain away those criticisms? What are they well, saying he, from the from the manufacturer's point of view? Yeah, well, you know, to their point of view, they're saying they're working on technology, the solid state battery, and they have they're working on the technology and. Elon, at least he's smart enough to know, look, I'm a niche player right now. It's not for everybody. He, he understands that. You know, he, he knows where the technology is, and he, he knows that not everyone is it's, it's going to be the perfect fit for an electric car. But, you know, some people, the people like the techies, they love the having electric car. Tesla's got the cool factor. You know, everybody, oh, I want to get a Tesla. It's like the kid in high school who the teacher had to go get the EV stuff. He got to leave class early and come back to hook up the, you know, he's, he's the nerd. And they, they like that stuff, and it makes them cool. And, and it is, you know, a lot of people think that makes them cooler. And, you know, they're saving the planet, right? That's the question. The, the problem is that their, their carbon footprint to make an electric car and maintain the batteries, uh, the, it may not be as carbon neutral as people think. So there's always a consequence when you make a huge change like this. It's going to take time, boys. This morning, it's so cold out here in Detroit. They see electric cars can lose 30% of their charge just by sitting overnight in sub-freezing temperatures. Can you imagine going out in the morning and 30% of your gasoline leaked out? You're not going to be a happy camper. Yeah, the yeah. website is carsincontext.com, and he also has a YouTube channel. John Clore is with us. I will say this on a positive side. Would you agree the power from some of these electric cars pretty impressive? Oh, it's a blast. I mean, um, I know you guys, if you haven't had a chance to check them out yet, but, I mean, zero to 60. One, one like, time I was in yeah. one, yep. Cool. Impressive. Zero to 60, is like they'll slam you back in your seat, and you just they're an absolute blast to drive. The, the problem with them for me is they're darn quiet. You know, and I'm from, you know, Detroit, and I'm no, kind of a muscle car no, guy, and I like the bumpity, tumpity, bumpity, bumpity. Yeah. And they're so darn quiet, you know, uh, they're, they, don't feel, they don't feel as fast. So, but they are. Uh, so the question is, you're going to get a lot of tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they you fly. Don't, you don't know how fast you're going. Yeah. Yeah, so the silence to me is kind of a disadvantage. Uh, you know, that's, I just like more noise. <laughs> but you know, maybe that's noise pollution, too. Hey, J- yeah, I, I'd say, guys, you know, for now, you know, if you like rolling coal in your old pickup, you know, you're able to do it. But as the government you know, kind of twists your arm a little bit more and, Oil becomes scarce. Uh, you know, we're going to have to start considering these electrics. And my God, I hope they do better on range and, and battery life and things like that. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not ready for it. But hey, you know, I've been around too long. Maybe the government takes the step where they say, hey, it's not for the average citizen, at least not yet. But. Every mail vehicle, every garbage truck, every law enforcement. I mean, imagine what how much the fleet that the government buys, if they go first, let them incur the cost, let them incur the inconvenience. You mean let us and incur the cost. All that. And then we'll be further down the line when more of the kinks get worked out. There is words of wisdom from Torque and Elliott. So that's what I was looking for. That's exactly the way it should work. Now, will it work that way? I, you know... As you guys know, I have a lot of faith in our government, right? Yeah. 
Wow. Uh, so yeah, that's I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, do it. Bring it in in fleets and do it where where people can go from a recharge point at their business to the recharge point when they get back. And that's all makes sense. But wholesale swap around twelve years, we're all out of it. Mm, not so. Cool. Yeah. In your experience, is the new Ford uh, the little mock uh, Mustang? Is that competitive with the Tesla? In, in many ways, like at least the Mach-E GT it outperforms the Tesla. You can, if, when you drive the two on the track back to back, that it, it outhandles it. It feels better in curves. It allows accelerated. It's cheaper. It's got more room on the inside. Tesla and, people going off the road right now, John. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and when you have a problem with your Tesla, you got to call customer support. And you, you know, with a Ford, there's a billion Ford dealers all around the country. You just go to your Ford dealer. So. There, there are some issues when, when you have a big car maker that's been doing it for 118 years, uh, stepping into the field and say, "Hey, we can we can do this too," and you know that's that's a big deal. Uh, so Tesla's got competition, but you know, thank God he went out there and, and took that toe in the water, and right. you know, technology changes, and we're going to have to get ready to change with it. I'm just like I said, I, for me, just save some gasoline for a 760 horsepower Shelby GT500 Mustang and. We're talking a different story. Hey, John, when are the chips? What are you hearing on the chips for cars uh, this spring? Because I tell you what, from a car buyer, and I've talked to guys in the industry, it's going to be a really good time to buy a car once the chips come in. Where are we looking at when, when the chips come in for the cars? <laughs> when the chips come marching home. Right, <laughs> yeah. right now, here's the issue for, you know, especially electric cars, take twice the, num- the number of chips to, to uh, produce on a regular car, almost 2,000 chips. But the, nobody in the U.S. makes the the high quality, the uh, the high tech chips that are needed for automobiles. They're only made in China or in Taiwan, and as you know, the, the, we're constrained, and it's it's cost us in the billions of dollars. Millions of cars could not be produced this year because of the chip shortage. So yeah, we've got big news there. We've got uh, the big three, and they're they're sitting down to making. They're going to make factories here in the U.S. I know there's one opening up in Detroit. And they're going to go after making them back here in the United States again for the first time in decades. But, boys, that's that's a year down the road, maybe a year and a half. So it's going to be a tough slip. Our lots are empty, So John. we're looking at six. Our lots are empty. Yeah, we're looking no, at a year? Yeah, 18 months. 18 months before you see these actually hitting the, the production and getting into cars and turning on the switch again for full production. So we've got a little ways to write it out. Hey, go to go to buy a Christmas gift. You can't even get a coffee maker with an automatic shutoff because those chips are even out of those. I mean, the wow. electronics are down. It's tough, boys. So in 24, we'll be buying a new vehicle that's actually a 20 model? Because all the... <laughs> just- <laughs> I mean, well, here's the thing. That's a right glut. Now, the auto industry is like a bad Mexican restaurant. They got a lot of salsa, but no chips. Oh, <laughs> well, thanks so much, John. Thanks, we appreciate man. it. Okay, boys. Our nice go-to guy.